Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's Trivia Night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spend quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday night on Broad Avenue at Rec Room and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom. Every Wednesday night downtown at Tampa Tap and every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant. CerritoTrivia.com It's time for Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah on this Labor Day weekend. It's our Labor Day weekend show. Here with you for the next two hours on the day after the day of devastation yesterday. The day after 902 day where uh, it was leaked out that the Memphis Tigers will not be getting an invitation to bid and present to the Big 12. They're out. They're not among the top 11 teams. So we will talk about that today. We'll be the first show in Memphis to take your phone calls on the situation coming up at 1130. Hang up and listen. Is back today because it is a special occasion. Uh, Not the best special occasion, but it is also the opening day of college football, right? So uh, I guess it's good that the news happened yesterday because today is a new day. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And uh, the Tigers are playing tonight. But uh, if you have thoughts on the Big 12 or the college football season, you'll have your chance to call in and talk about it today at 1130. We'll play Hang Up and Listen. we got a great grand prize for the winner of Hang Up and Listen. CJ, do you want to go ahead and tell them what that prize is? The winner of Hang Up and Listen will receive a Fan Essentials box. Not just any Fan Essentials box. It is a, a Tigers Essentials box. So uh, in honor of the kickoff of the Tiger football season, open that box up, CJ. We've got, I think there's a T-shirt in there uh, and some other cool uh, Memphis Tigers swag that's uh, from Fan Essentials will be our prize to the winner of Hang Up and Listen. They gets that box full of real nice. Tiger. Real nice. Real nice. Real nice. Got gloves and footballs and T-shirts. Be great. So get you ready for the football season because the show must go on. Uh, Tigers kicking off today against Southeast Missouri State. But uh, so a Fan Essential box, you can check out all the boxes at fanessentials.net. We'll go to the winner of Hang Up and Listen. We'll play that at 1130. So go ahead and program uh, 901-360-8255 in your phone. That's 360-8255. Program it in your telephone. Uh, also, uh, we always end the show with the main event when we talk professional wrestling. We've got a star-studded lineup today. 
uh, Memphis wrestling legendary announcer Lance Russell will join us. Double J Jeff Jarrett will join us. And the mouth of the South, WWE Hall of Famer, Treadwell High graduate, Jimmy Hart will also join us. So all three of those guys, all three of those Memphis legends uh, joining us in the wrestling segment today. Lance Russell, Jeff Jarrett, and Jimmy Hart. They're all in town this weekend uh, in the area for some uh, big events happening. And they'll tell us all about that. We'll do that during the wrestling segment at 12.30 on the show today. And also, if any big news happens regarding... The uh, college football universe, we have uh, the scoreboards pulled up and the TVs on, and we're tracking what is happening today on the very first Saturday of college football as the games are underway. And not surprisingly, we've, it looks like we've got Michigan on in the TV in the studio, thanks to uh, CJ being a, a Michigan fan in the South for, for whatever reason. But uh, big games happening today, uh, big guests scheduled to join us here uh, momentarily. But oh man, this is the this is the day after. Oh, oh man, are you okay? Hmm. You don't seem all right. Are you okay? Well, it's it's shocking, is it not, CJ? That we have uh, a list of eleven, a list of eleven come out, and Memphis didn't make the list of eleven. That that is shocking that they wouldn't make that list. But is it shocking that they didn't get in? No, it's not shocking they didn't get in. It's shocking they didn't make, get a chance to present their case. You know, they didn't get to go to court. They they didn't even get to show up and say, hey, this is why you need to add us. That is what is shocking about this. While schools like Rice, SMU, Tulane, what we talked about on the show, Tulane was a potential uh, person to advance. I just think Memphis should be among this class. This is pretty. It's a, it's, it is a slap in the face. So if if the thought is they probably weren't getting in anyway, would you have rather them get to make their presentation and get all the way up to the very, very end? Would you rather them be out early like they are now? There's positives to both. I think you would rather – I think it is you want to go as far as possible because if you don't make it this time, maybe you make it next time. You're losing your chance to make the impression and to present your case by not – going any further your name is being left off of this list so if other conferences expand they may just look at the and they will look at the big 12s list if, and say all right well here's who the big 12 thought were were the best candidates why they don't have memphis uh on their list there are a lot of reasons and there are a lot of people who are doubting that memphis is even off the the list this is what was fascinating to me but this all started I mean, if, if we uh, go back to yesterday afternoon at 2.52 in the afternoon on 9.02 day, a tweet came from ESPN's Brett McMurphy, who's their college football insider. He tweeted, Memphis did not make latest Big 12 expansion cut, sources told ESPN. The 11 that did, Air Force, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, UConn, Colorado State... Houston, Rice, the University of South Florida, SMU, and Tulane. Once that tweet hit, the hopes and dreams of Memphians crushed. But some are still in denial. But we're, So we're going to talk to the guy himself who tweeted out that tweet and uh, wrote the story for ESPN.com saying the Tigers are out. 
completely. So our guest at this time is ESPN College Football Insider Brett McMurphy. He joins us now. Good morning, Mr. McMurphy. How are you doing? Hey, thanks for joining us today on this. I know it's very busy for you today. Well, this whole weekend. And it's it's a holiday as well. Uh, I want to start real quick because... I'm not among these folks, but there are a lot of folks who are in denial right now and don't believe your report in Memphis, Tennessee. They're like, it's only ESPN saying it. Why is the university not confirming if it's true? Can you uh, explain that to people? Well, I've got multiple sources that told me that, that they were did not make the cut. And when I initially reported the schools that made the cut a couple of days ago, I don't know if you remember, but I reported that I could not confirm whether Memphis had made the cut or not. I know there were other reports that Memphis had made the cut, but I simply could not confirm it. I had I had people telling me that they didn't get in. I had people telling me they thought they got in, but I had nothing definitive, so that's why my initial report a couple days ago said we ESPN could not confirm whether Memphis got in or not. Over the next 24 hours, I continued to work my sources. I continued to dig. And I got multiple sources that confirmed that Memphis did not make the cut from the approximate 20 teams down to the the 11 teams that will go visit Dallas uh, next week and make in-person presentations to the uh, to the Big 12. The fact that Memphis didn't confirm my report doesn't mean it's not true. And I would right. say just the opposite. Some I think somebody privately at Memphis would have or could have informed any of the local media members there in Memphis that they got in and they would have reported it. Nobody in Memphis that I'm aware of has reported that they got in. So it's 100% factual. The fact that the university won't comment on it, I, I, I think doesn't uh, impact the reporting at all. Well, what do you know about these uh, non-disclosure agreements that the universities are, are signing? Because it seemed like ECU and other schools have already come out and out front and been like, hey, we didn't get in. And go ahead. Right. There's there there are the non-disclosure agreements. I, I I'm well aware of those. I I've I've seen them from several schools. But still, you have people through back channels. You have sources that will tell you as long as you don't identify those sources if they're in or not. And I spoke with you know nearly uh, you know three dozen people. Uh, trying to track down which schools got in, which schools didn't get in. Um, you know, I've been covering college football longer than I can remember, so I've got a, a, a ton of sources. And you know, it every um, you know every school I was able able to um, determine whether they got in or not a couple of days ago, except for Memphis. And then again, going back and, and talking to more people and um, digging a little bit deeper, then I found out ultimately that that Memphis did not get in. East Carolina, I think New Mexico, and um, I believe there was one other school, that they, they came out publicly and said, you know, look, we did not get in. That's, that's their prerogative. But there are also other schools that didn't get in that have not publicly admitted that they did not get in. Um, so that's just a, that's a case-by-case basis for each school. Um, I'm just speculating here, but I'm guessing why Memphis doesn't, want to publicly admit they didn't get in um, is just because of, uh, you know, probably em- embarrassment in some ways. You, you listed all the schools that did make the cut. Um, I'm sure a lot of people in Memphis are wondering how in the world did some of those schools make the cut and Memphis didn't. 
And so I think, you know, again, it's a school-by-school choice on whether to admit you, you didn't make it. Nobody is going to say they made the cut um, publicly because of the non-disclosure agreements. But privately, you can find out that information if, if you, um, you know, check with enough, enough people. All right, we're talking with Brett McMurphy. He broke the story for ESPN yesterday that the Tigers would not be getting an invitation to continue uh, conversations about joining the Big 12. Okay, um, so Memphis is not getting in. Do we know, do you have any assumption of why? Your article points to, uh, the article at ESPN points to uh, Memphis's willingness to accept less revenue as a reason which uh, as confuses me, and maybe you can explain why that is uh, would be a, a bad thing, or why you think that they would think that's a bad thing. But I mean, it is coming from a conference that's used to having, you know, abusive relationships with schools like Texas. So maybe these schools are just uh, don't know how to react when somebody's wanting to be a, a team player joining the conference. Is that what it is? Well, I, I mean, obviously there were there is a number of factors. I don't think there was one specific reason why. They didn't get in, but initially when teams were trying to get into the Big 12 when they first announced that they would they would look into expansion, there was a lot of speculation um, from people that wondered if schools would take less revenue, would they be become more attractive to the Big 12 because mm-hmm. then they could share that money with the rest of their league members. And I asked... Um, you know, people I know in, in the process, you know, because it, it sounded, yeah, you asked a great question. It sounds like that would be good for the conference. I was told it was just the opposite. They want schools that, you know, they come in <laughs> as a strength. They don't want, you know, to prop up schools, if you will, um, that, that you know, need this money to, to make all these improvements and for different things. And it also academics plays a great deal. Um, Memphis, as far you know, there's various um, factors that, that rate academics. Uh, you know, I know some of that's subjective, but there, there's different ways that these things are done. And you, you look at the academic list or reputations, and certainly I think that's probably played as big a part as anything for Memphis not getting in and schools like Rice and Tulane that do not have you know, the football tradition, as a lot of schools, did make this cut. All right, we're talking with Brett McMurphy from ESPN. The Okay, so academics, yeah, Memphis had a Memphis had a pretty good resume, right? I mean, you would think so, to the point where, in, I mean, you had to mention Memphis when you couldn't confirm stuff because people knew Memphis was out there as a potential candidate. But you look at their resume, they had the money, they had the good football program, they've got great attendance, especially compared to these other uh, candidates that are in for this when it comes to football. they got pretty fine leadership. They're a, a top TV market that's top 10 every year for college football viewers. Uh, pretty good resume right there. But it all at the end of the day, the perception of the academics is what apparently is the biggest part that knocked them down, which makes me wonder, like, was academics ever this big of a, of a, of a factor in the uh, shakeup in, in conferences before or that you remember, or is this, is this a newer uh, thing? Because it just didn't seem to be that big of a deal before when Louisville and, and Cincinnati and jump into the Big East. Right. Well, I mean, again, and, and I've said this, from the start, when people ask, who do you think's getting in? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Because what you're doing is you're trying to predict what 10 people think is important to them. And you and I may think 
all the things that you mentioned, uh, football success, attendance, uh, tradition, et cetera, you know, play a big part. Well, these presidents, we don't know what their priorities are. Is it academics? Is it geography? Is it TV market? Is it future success? Is it infrastructure? Uh, I mean, no one knows. I mean, and some presidents may value certain things more than other presidents. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, when they had to make a decision on on which uh, which teams would advance to the next round, if you will, for whatever reason, they determined that Memphis did not meet those qualifications. It's it's kind of like a beauty contest. You know, one person's uh, you know pick for the winner may may be somebody else's last place finisher. It's it really is the eye of the beholder, and each conference kind of has gone about it differently. The Big Ten, when they expanded, they specifically wanted schools outside of their current footprint. They wanted schools with big television markets. That's why Maryland and Rutgers with the New York City market got in. Um, when the SEC expanded, they wanted to go outside of their footprint. They wanted to get in markets that they weren't in before to help bolster the, the SEC network down the road. When the ACC expanded, though, they went about a little bit differently. They obviously did not have the ACC network coming up on board at that time. They simply needed to improve in football, and so they went and got the best football program they could, and that was Louisville. If their expansion would have occurred two years earlier, I think Connecticut may have got in over Louisville because only two years earlier, Louisville was struggling over Steve, Steve Cragthorpe. Um, the basketball program was was had a little bit of a dip, while UConn had just won the Big East, had just gone to the Fiesta Bowl. I think UConn had also won the national title in hoops. But then it happened two years later, and it's just the opposite. Louisville wins the Sugar Bowl, upsets Florida. They win the national title in basketball. So they were hot at the right time. So each conference has kind of gone about it a little bit differently. Um, you know, and the Big 12 obviously is, is doing it different than anybody else and having all of these this drawn-out process that they wanted to keep private, but it's impossible to keep this stuff private, and it's become it's played out on a public forum. We're talking with Brett McMurphy from ESPN, broke the story about the Tigers uh, not continuing negotiations with the Big 12. Last thing on the Big 12 specifically, what does the Big 12 conference have against the number 12? They only have 10 members in their conference. They only have 11 finalists going forward. Wouldn't it make sense for them just to have 12 finalists invite Memphis down there uh, or, or another team? Yeah, I don't think they necessarily you know, worry about the name <laughs> on how many finalists they had, but they can't yeah, count, some, though. They some can't people, they, Well, the Big Ten can't either. Um, I know. <laughs> you know, so the uh, – I know there's some coaches that want them to have 12 schools. Uh, you know, the, the good news for the Big 12 is that they can have a conference championship game mm-hmm. starting next year, and I think that's more important than, than how many uh, how many league members they have. But, yeah, if we, we change all the names with all the numbers, it'd be <laughs> – you know, we should – Unfortunately, but I think with the the Big Ten's never going to change the name, and the Big Twelve won't either. Okay, uh, so is this? If you're a Memphis fan, is this total devastation? I mean, it was a sad day in this town yesterday, and of course, Tigers playing at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium today. Estimated forty thousand people uh, will be there. Like, is this total devastation? If you're a Memphis Tiger fan, well, if you thought you were going to get into the league, I guess so. I, I I never thought Memphis would get into the league. I thought. You know, I still think this, um, that it's a three-horse race between BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati. So maybe they're upset they didn't make it 
further in the process. But I, again, I think it's between those three schools. Um, so I, I guess you can. I guess it's kind of like if you know your team wasn't going to win the national championship in basketball. You know, are you upset because they lost in the first round or the or the second round? I guess I would look at it that way. As far as the future, I think for Memphis and any any other of the teams that didn't get in to the Big Twelve. The best hope for them is that the Power Five leagues continue to expand, that one of the Power Five leagues, whether it's the Big Ten, SEC, Pac-12, Big 12, ACC, whoever, goes to 16. If that happens, I think you'll see the other Power Leagues react, and they will then go to 16. And so I think once that happens, then the teams that are all trying to get in the Big 12 right now, some of those teams would be, I think, obvious choices to kind of fill some of these holes from the Power 5 schools if they lose teams to the Power 5 league. For that to happen, the conference grant of rights all have to expire, except for the ACC. They all expire in about seven, eight, nine years. I think if we see any movements to the 16-team Power Conference leagues, it'll happen at that time. And at that time, you know, some of these other schools may get pulled up, if you will. And so basically for Memphis or any other school, they just have to keep plugging along. They have to you know, be as good as they can be and, and you know, improve. If academics was an issue, you know, I'm sure when this whole thing's over that the Memphis officials can go back to the Big 12 presidents and ask them specifically, hey, what was it about us? And they can work to improve that. So in and with, if and when this happens again, seven, eight years down the road, they'll be in a much better position. Right, so you're thinking seven or eight years away before something if, from your expert opinion, if you would guess in your forecast, once when the next yeah, if we will if we see anything, it'll be, because right now none of the none of the Power Five schools can leave to go to another Power Five league because if they they're bound by the conference grant of rights and what's Cliff Notes version of that is if you leave a if uh, Kansas say leaves and goes to the SEC, which that is not happening. If they did, they would their television rights their television revenue would stay behind it with the Big 12. It would not go with them to the SEC. So there's no reason for the SEC to bring in a, a school like that because they're not, they're not bringing in the television revenue for them. So financially, it doesn't make sense for the school to leave the conference, and it also makes no sense for the conference to add that school because they don't bring that in. It's different when you're bringing in a group of five school because they're not bound by those agreements. So all those conference grant of rights deals expire in about seven, eight, nine years. So I think if we do see a 16-team conference, if we do see those, I think we're going to see those when those conference grant of rights deals expire because then there will be a window, a small window until they get through the new deals, a small window where teams can leave Power 5 leagues for other Power 5 leagues. The exception is the ACC, which extended their deal out 20 years. That 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 makes sense. So so Memphis has uh, a few years to improve in the areas that they uh, were behind on, and hopefully can can continue their trend of being uh, a a good football school. And I guess if we're trying to talk. Uh, I am. I, you probably aren't trying to talk these Memphis fans off the ledge of freaking out and making it such a uh, a depressing uh, football season and week and Labor Day weekend. I mean, it's a holiday weekend. We need to cheer some people up. But the 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 twelve teams. 
Memphis was like 12th on the list probably for best free agent, according to the Big 12, right? They're probably like number 12 or 13 on their list. But it doesn't mean they're 12 or 13 on every conference's list, and it doesn't mean they'll be 12 or 13 on whoever uh, or the 10 people deciding the next expansion, right? I mean, the next people may have completely different priorities, and Memphis might be higher up on the list. Just based I mean, on that. that's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, they're not; they're never going to go to the Pac-12, so you can cross them off. Right. So, um, you know, the, the Big Ten wants schools that are AAU members. It's highly prestigious academic standing, so they're they're probably never going to be in the running for the Big Ten. Um, so they would have to probably hope for maybe the Big Twelve uh, down the road. Um, you know, that that would probably be their best bet. I don't see the SEC. The SEC, I've been told, has a, a whether it's a bylaw or whether it's just a gentleman's agreement that they will not add they will not add new schools in a state that has an existing member. So as long as the University of Tennessee's there, Memphis is not getting into the SEC. Um, in the ACC, they're at basically at fourteen and a half now with Notre Dame. So that's you know that's their fifteenth member. So I think the most likely. Um, scenario for Memphis, as much as they despise the Big 12 right now, <laughs> is maybe get in the Big 12 um, somewhere down the road. You know, oh, because well. who knows what happens with Oklahoma and Texas? Um, you know, and this, these grant rights are over. I know they will be a, an attractive candidate. Will they want to leave? You know, we don't know. We have to see what the college football landscape looks like at that time. Um, but certainly, if Oklahoma and Texas leave, they're going to have to to bring in a lot of new members, and maybe Memphis uh, will 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 look a lot different to them, um, you know, down the road at some point. All right, we're talking with, wrapping things up, actually, with ESPN College Football Insider Brett McMurphy, the guy who crushed our hopes and dreams with one tweet yesterday. Okay, last question. So let's look towards the future uh, for Memphis. They're stuck, I guess, in the American Athletic Conference, for lack of a better word. Uh, what... Uh, who who do you think? You've got your favorites for the Big 12. If the Big 12 was to snatch two teams from the American... Who do you think are the the top two candidates to to join Memphis and Temple and the other schools in the American Athletic Conference? If oh, if the American has to add two schools, yes, who if they, they had that, who are they who are they going at? Um, you know, I don't know. I'm sure they're they're discussing that or, or trying to kind of get it, you know, tentatively have an idea. The one thing that I don't know about, and I know when it was the Big East, that when the Big East lost schools, they went and they got TCU, although it was for. <laughs> You know, a couple of months, they never actually played a game. And then they went out and they got Boise and San Diego State. Uh, do they try to, and of course, they never played a game either. They both stayed in the Mountain West. Um, so did they go that route? Did they try to go get a San Diego State and a Boise State and try to add them? Um, if BYU doesn't get in, do they try to get try to get BYU? Um, you know, or do they try to get... Uh, maybe some teams from Conference USA that that are up and comers that are more in the footprint. Um, you know that that's an unknown. Uh, you know, I I would guess as long as the geography is not an issue, which it wasn't an issue before, I would guess that they would make a run at Boise and San Diego State because I think they bring in the best football value. Um, they're both you obviously are well aware of Boise's success, San Diego State. Uh, one of the better underrated teams last year. I think they can make a run at the Mountain West this year. And, um, you know, the question is, do you want to go that far, that far west? So you've got teams, you know, on the East Coast, like like East Carolina, and then you're going to have teams, you know, literally on the West Coast with San Diego State. Do they want to be spread that far? And also, 
you know, it's I don't know if it's a, a slam dunk if if Boise and San Diego State would leave um, would leave to go to the uh, the American because when when they originally were going to go to the Big East, the Big East was an AQ conference, was one of the quote Power Six conferences. Well, now there's only five Power Five five power conferences, so maybe it's not as attractive for them to go to the American, and certainly the, the revenue they would receive in the American would be pretty similar uh, to what they're getting in the Mountain West. So with the travel issues, it may just be a wash financially. So, you know, that's something obviously they're, they're going to have to address. Um, you know, maybe the big, uh, maybe the American goes after basketball members only or, or looks at it a different way and doesn't do anything about football. I don't know. There's obviously a lot of moving parts and I don't think it's a foregone conclusion they're going to take team A or B if if they lose two members but obviously it's something they're looking into and they're just like everyone else they're waiting to see what the Big 12 does and then they'll react and and uh, move on and, and just try to keep building itself as, as, the, as the best league that's not in the, in the power group. All right, Brett, uh, I really, really do appreciate you joining us today because I know you're real busy with expansion and it's the first week in college football. Uh, people in Memphis, uh, I'm sure, thank you as well for uh, explaining all of this to them. It's been a tough uh, 24 hours for Memphis Tiger fans, but uh, hopefully we'll have a nice celebration uh, in the city a little bit later on. But we really appreciate you joining us on this busy holiday weekend. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That's Brett McMurphy from ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter at McMurphyESPN. All right, so if you have thoughts on what's going on with the Big 12 or the college football season in general, we're going to play Hang Up and Listen next. The phone number is 901-360-8255. If you're calling from a payphone, 888-360-8255. That's 360-8255 is the phone number. We're playing Hang Up and Listen next, taking your phone calls to talk about whatever you want to talk about. This is Maria Starr, half of Memphis's power couple, telling you to tune in to the main event of Street Alive every weekend for the wrestling segment. My man Dustin Five Star sits down every Saturday with Kevin Cerrito to talk about all things in the world of wrestling. So tune in to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 every Saturday at 1230 for some wrestling smack talk. And if you ever miss this or any of the show, you can listen to the podcast by subscribing to Cerrito Live for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. And as always, podcasts are available at CerritoLive.com. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Allergic to the counterfeit, impartial to the politics, articulate, but still a grabber. 
by the collar quick. Whoever having problems with their record sales, just holler till. If that don't work and all us fans, then turn around and follow till. I got love for the game, but hey, I'm not in love with all of it. Could do without the fame. The rappers nowadays are comedy. The hooting and the hollering back and forth with the arguing. Where you from? Who you know? What you making? What kind of car you in? Seems as though you lost sight of what's important when depositing the checks into your bank account and you up out of poverty. All right, welcome back on this Labor Day weekend show. We're about to take your phone calls here and hang up and listen with the Big 12 news yesterday in the college football season. Kicking off today, thought it was only appropriate to bring back some hang up and listen this morning to the Memphis area. Nobody has taken phone calls on sports radio in Memphis since this news broke. The phone number is 360-8255, 360-8255, phone number 888-360-8255. We're about to change that fun fact that I just told you about. Our first caller is getting $10 to ease and $5 to TCBY, but our best caller is getting a great grand prize. CJ, if you will, tell the listeners what that grand prize is. The winner of Hang Up and Listen will receive a University of Memphis Tigers fan essential box. All right, go to fanessentials.net to check out those uh, boxes available uh, from the fine folks at Fan Essentials. Awesome, awesome stuff from them. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Blue Restaurant and Lounge. Memphis may not have the Big 12 playing here, but Blue now has 12 for 12 lunch combo specials. That's right. You can pick from 12 different lunch entrees. Uh, side drink and a dessert for just $12. So you get a side drink, dessert, and lunch entree for just $12. 12 different entrees to choose from. That's every day for lunch, Monday through Friday, and also is the social hour. Um, so whether you work downtown or just play downtown, go downtown, eat at Blue for lunch, hang out there after work from 11 to 6. They have social hour every night, even event nights at FedEx Forum, where you can get $3 beer deals and $5 wine and spirit specials. That's 11 to 6 every day at Blue Restaurant. And lounge across from FedEx Forum, and then go check them out for brunch as well. You want to try the Nachos Rancheros, the breakfast nachos, or CJ's favorite, the ultimate French toast of the day. They shake up their French toast each and every Sunday. So if you go um, every week, you can have a different type of French toast. Call 901-334-5950. That's 901-334-5950 to make a reservation today, whether you're going for brunch or lunch or social hour, complimentary ballet is available. So it's always complimentary ballet at Blue Restaurant and Lounge on BB King Boulevard across from FedEx Forum. All right, it is time. Let's see what you guys have to say. We're going to play Hang Up and Listen. Hang Up and Listen. All right, 360-8255 is the phone number. 360-8255. Call in, talk about whatever you want, but you got to make sure you're in your phone call with I'm going to hang up and listen. You can call in and talk about whatever you want, but you got to in your phone call. I'm going to hang up and listen. That is the only rule. We're going to go to our first caller today on Hang Up and Listen, the winner of the $10 to Ease and $5 to TCBY. That's Dan. Dan's in Bartlett. You're on Hang Up and Listen. What's up, Dan? Hey. I, uh, I Well, I have so many questions. I was just trying to, uh, number one, thank you for your Saturday. Uh, I know you guys work all week, and I work, and I listen to the radio only, and it makes my days. I appreciate you so much. Oh, you're welcome. The, the information you got. Okay, so my question is, is Memphis is the the administration is being so quiet. Do you think it's because they're still trying or it's because uh, first day football is the day and I'll hang up and listen to the answer. 
All right. All right. That's, Thank a, you. that's a good question. I think it could be either way there. Uh, that is how it's done, though, for Dan and Bartlett. Um, I think it could be either way, right? So you could they could be quiet because they don't want the attention, but the attention is there until they like give up. I don't. Or, or are we gonna have uh, Doctor Rudd come out at the football game tonight and say something and, and rally the troops? I have no idea. I reached out to Doctor Rudd. Obviously, he's not talking to anybody. He was a guest on the Isle of Memphis podcast with us uh, last year, uh, but he's not talking. To, they're not talking to anyone. I do think maybe they are still trying. Should they still be trying? Should they just show up to the meetings of the other 11 teams? I don't know. I, it's, 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 we're not used to being in this situation, and I don't think Memphis was ready and had a plan for what would happen if they didn't get to go. They don't get to go present. They're doing these presentations. All these two schools are really present. Like These are like the early – they like had Skype interviews or something, and that's about it. Like, they didn't give Memphis a chance, and that's what is the most frustrating thing about it. Because I think if Memphis can really – if you give Memphis a chance to pitch their case, you know, and say academics aside, that's something we're focused on, we're working on, but, like, look at everything. And I mentioned it earlier in our interview with Brett McMurphy, but, like, this is – Memphis is still a top 50 market, maybe 51, and but top 10 every year, every year in college football viewership – and your football team is on a roll, and your attendance is better than any other of these other candidates besides BYU, probably. Like, what are you talking about? There's there is a list, and I can keep going through the list of other you know historically great basketball. Not that that really matters, but there's a lot of good positives about adding Memphis, including Federal Express, and they want to pretend like they don't care about money. But even like through the conversation with Brett McMurphy, he kept bringing up money as reasons why we're not going to have another realignment. It's shocking to me that the Big Twelve, with the money of Memphis on the table from FedEx is acting like they're better than the FedEx money. When all of this, everything happens at the end of the day because of money and the Memphis's willingness to take less money they thought was a bad idea. What they've been around Texas way too long to be having somebody be nice to them. Like, Whoa, we have a school saying, Hey, we'll take less money. We'll be a team player with you guys and take less money than everyone else and like wait that's not how it's supposed to work aren't you supposed to get bullied by your other conference members like texas does to us all the time i'm sorry memphis you don't know what's going on memphis is and i said it on 3sob earlier it's it seems like memphis is that side chick that you go over to you know you can always count on her to be there and cook your breakfast in the morning and do whatever you say do but you know it's like oh you're just you're just you don't have respect for yourself you're offering to do all these things for us and it's just like, whoa, pump the brakes a little bit. You're a little too needy. We're, we're you want to be too needy, too You want to be in the, yes, too desperately. Uh, we can't mess with that. But if it's a benefit for everybody, so you just need to, I, 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 I mean, you may, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what they see. But I, I mean, Memphis may have come across too desperate. I don't know. So what do you think, CJ, from this question from Dan and Bartlett? Are they being quiet because they're still trying? Or are they being quiet because they don't want to make people sad before this football game today? A little column B, a little column. But a. everybody knows the facts but, are out there. Only the people that are in denial don't realize that Memphis has been left off the list. But there are people in denial, and so you don't want to rain on all of everybody's parade. You don't want the story to be on this opening weekend of what should be a pretty good Tiger football season. You don't want the story to be Memphis got passed up again. You want it to be as much as you can, as much as you can control it. You want it to be about what what a great football right. program you have going on. And 
Memphis should never, ever stop trying to get into a conference. So I think right. they're still trying to get in and work some backdoor channels and everything and like that. And put them on the list, right? Put, they want to, They can still try to get the list. Why is the list at 11? I'm telling you, I had one of the few, because I'm just a lot, I try to live outside the sports bubble a lot during the week and talk to folks when we're out at bingo and trivia and and casual sports fans do not understand. Like, what is the Big 12's problem with the number 12? They got 10 teams in the conference. They're only inviting 11 teams. Like, it's in your name, for crying out loud. All right, let's keep going. We're playing Hang Up and Listen, 360-8255. We do have folks on hold. I do appreciate that. We're going to go to Andy in East Memphis. Andy, you're on Hang Up and Listen. What's up, Andy? Hey, guys. Hey. I just wanted to uh, cast a little doubt on our eloquent uh, writer from ESPN, Uh once they had the same ones that fired less miles last year, um, I'll hang up and listen. See, there are fans in denial right they there. <laughs> like ESPN fired less miles? It wasn't Brett McMurphy, was it? I don't know who reported that less miles was getting fired, but hey, you got you talked about, you know, non believers and skeptics out there in Memphis about what is going on. The writings is on the wall, but some people right. just don't want to believe it. And that's why we reached out to Brett McMurphy, and he was kind enough to join us in the first segment. If you missed that, that podcast will be on uh, after the show this afternoon. You can go back and listen to to his confidence that this is true. And maybe the administration and, and, and Fred Smith are also in denial and still trying. I mean, hey, you hope they're doing something. But then if they're still trying, CJ, isn't that back to your being too desperate and that will hurt you in the next realignment? Just give up now and get focused because you're out. Yeah, I guess so. I guess right. that 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 would, try, that would be part of my argument. Now, it's the it's the you know it's somebody you're still texting your ex day in and day out afterwards. It's like, all right, we said no to you. Get over you know if you if you just calm down and don't text for a while, maybe they'll be be thinking, oh man, we really should have considered that Memphis uh, University. Look Memphis can be that Look that person that goes and loses weight. You know, changes the lifestyle, gets real mm. attractive and real pretty. And then the Big 12 will be like, oh, you know what? I should come back. And then Memphis should be like a lover's scorn. No, we don't want to come to your crummy conference. We are playing Hang Up and Listen. The phone number is 360-8255. You can talk about whatever you like. Obviously, the hot topic in Memphis today. Yesterday was the, the day of depression. Today, we've got to move on. There is a game at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium tonight. Memphis, um will, I'm sure, be playing with a lot of fire against Southeast Missouri uh, State. But then or we've got Kansas on the schedule on Cooper Young Fest Saturday. So yet this one game, and then Memphis plays Big 12 football at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. And, oh, man, if Memphis can blow out Kansas. That's it's football very possible. power, Kansas. But it's very possible to get your big revenge at that 11 a.m. Cooper Young Fest Saturday game against Kansas at Liberty Bowl Memorial State. It's, it's very appropriately timed on the schedule, and it's great that it's home this year. That is going to be the game, folks. I want to go to that game more than ever before now. How much influence do you think Kansas had over this whole Big 12 expansion thing? I don't think any. any I don't think. I mean, sure, maybe they're uh, – maybe. Who knows? We don't know what presidents are – Memphis is not academically to our standards according to how we perceive things. It doesn't make any sense. The academic perception is clouded based on teams that are in power conferences. We just think better about universities that are in these bigger conferences that have the better football teams that we see on a higher stage more often than we see Memphis. It's all perceived – uh, reality. We're going to continue, though, with Hang Up and Listen 
We're going to go to Doug. He's in Olive Branch. Doug, thanks for holding. You're on Hang Up and Listen. What's up? Yes, sir. I'm just thinking the reason I feel like Memphis was left out is they don't own any of their major sports facilities. They don't own the Liberty Bowl. They don't own the FedEx Forum. The FedEx Forum determines when they can and cannot play, so they have to set their schedule on that. And I think Memphis's baseball facilities are subpar, and that would be saying it nicely. And do you feel like maybe that situation with their facilities has anything to do with why they were passed over? Other than that, I'll just shut up and listen. All right, that, thanks, Doug. We're playing Hang Up and Listen. The phone number is 360-8255. When you hear somebody hang up and listen, that is your cue to call. That means there's an open phone line you can get in. Uh, talk about whatever you want. The winner today getting the Fan Essentials box, the Tigers Fan Essential box. They just launched their University of Memphis boxes that you can get sent to your house each and every month. Go to fanessentials.net for more information. But we're giving one of those boxes with a T-shirt, football, a bunch of cool stuff in there uh, today on the first Saturday of the college football season, the first Saturday following the sad news that Memphis will not be getting an invitation to the Big 12. Don't own their sports facilities was uh, what Doug says might be a reason. I haven't heard that reason uh, said by many folks. I don't think it was a big factor, but the reason they don't own a lot of them is because they are an urban university. There's one of, they're one of the metro schools, right? The schools that are in the middle of a large city, the Louisville uh, S schools, the Cincinnati-like schools. And Cincinnati's being considered, and I'm not sure what Cincinnati's ownership is, of, of of their their stadiums, at where does Cincinnati play football? Do they play where where, where the the Bengals play? No, they they don't play where the Bengals play. Certainly, I don't know. I have to look it up. So they probably own their own their own. Why wouldn't that just seems like a waste of money somewhere? If you have two football stadiums in your town, that just seems like the biggest waste of money. You have two two stadiums in your city that you only use eight times a year, and maybe one concert. Or a bowl game? That just seems like a lot of wasted money there. But Houston has it. I mean, it's one of the biggest cities in the... I mean, Houston has it, but I don't know about Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati does. They play at Nippert Stadium. It's been in rudimentary form since 1901. What? Is it on campus, I'm guessing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on campus. Owned by the University of Cincinnati. I don't... I don't, uh, I don't, I mean, sure, it would be better if Memphis had an on-campus stadium, I, I think. This one's really close. Tiger Lane is a great game day experience. They're possibly getting Wiseacre Brewing opening right next door. I think, uh, I don't, the facilities of playing it in NBA Arena, I think is cool. So, we're going to keep going. Uh, hang up and listen, 360-8255. Bill! Bill, you're on Hang Up and Listen. What's up, Bill? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, how you doing? Uh, I just want to say that, to me... The Big 12 can do whatever they want, but what gets me is this is basically insulting to Memphis and to FedEx because we the university has spent a year or more trying to build relationships, trying to put their best foot forward, and then for them to dismiss us on secondhand information, you know, facts they choose to believe, and other facts they choose to ignore without even getting a chance to fully present it is it's insulting. And that's the part that really bothers me. If they didn't want us at least have the gonads to say that at the very beginning. But, of course, Big 12 has as much sense as a chicken without a head, the way they act. And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Thank you, Bill. I mean, it is a dysfunctional conference, but it is a Power Five conference. 
I do think it is. It's insulting. It is a slap in the face. They should have let Memphis present. At the end of the day, you let Memphis present. We would have had a great presentation. I think we could have got Justin Timberlake uh, involved in this presentation. I, I think Memphis. You, you should let them present at the end of the day. And the problem with this bill, I agree with most everything you said there. The problem is it's insulting and it's a bad taste that we've got in our mouth. And as much as we hate the Big 12 today and are rooting for a massive blowout against Kansas in, in two weeks at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium, when conference alignment shakeups happen again the next time, the most likely scenario of a shot for Memphis is once again going to be the Big 12. Lovers scorn, man. Right. They could have they broke up with us face-to-face. <laughs> All right, 360-8255. We're going to Mike in Cordova. Mike, you're on Hang Up and Listen. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing? What's up? Well, I, I just uh, the, your competing station over there had a guy named C. Aubrey Cox on there who's been on this expansion thing the whole time. Uh-huh. Even when they said they weren't going to expand, and he said there's going to be two teams in September, and it's going to be Memphis and Cincinnati, and they announced them. So this thing, this guy at ESPN, he's been down in Memphis the whole time. And if you listen to what the university president himself is saying is, I hadn't heard from the Big 12, so why have I got anything to say? I mean, people act like this guy is the be-all, the know-all, and Hey, there's eight or ten guys out there. One guy that wrote for the Boston Globe said it was down to six or seven teams. So I, I don't know why everybody takes this guy as the Bible. He's been he's been wrong a lot of times. And uh, until I hear it from Doctor Rudd over there that they're not taking us, I'm just taking all of this with a grain of salt. So if they weren't taking us, you could just go ahead and say we're out. I mean, they did it at Vegas. They did it at East Carolina. Why do you need to keep the, you know, your obligation if if you've been kicked out already? And that's and another thing, I don't think it has to do anything with the facilities of owning a facility or not owning a facility. Look at Miami; they played in the Orange Bowl. And the other part of it is, if you don't get in, you've got to go out there and just win more. And I don't know what Texas. Now I'd heard, uh, I'd heard a report that the schools outside of Texas don't want another Texas school. You got to get eight votes, and there's at least three of them that don't want any more Texas schools. So that's where I understand it. And I'll just hang up and listen and see what you think. All right. Thank you, Mike. Brett McMurphy is that friend. Like, hey, listen, your, your significant other is out there messing around. And you're like, nope, not until I hear it from my significant other. I will not believe it. <laughs> you have to hear it from your significant other. It's not over to the fat lady sings, though, CJ. So people are still holding out hope, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. I think we got to start the process. You know, the how many stages are there of grief? How many other stages are there? It's seven stages. What exactly they are? I don't know. Denial. Denial. Anger. The one we're in. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of folks. Are I angry. can't wait for anger to pop up, man. It's gonna be great. Anger definitely will pop up in time for that Kansas game. Oh my goodness, is that Kansas game? Is that on television? It's got to be if it's an eleven o'clock. The, the sign potential, <laughs> we got to keep it classy in a couple weeks. Hopefully the anger will die down a little bit. But we're playing Hang Up and Listen. If you hear somebody hang up, that means there's an open phone line. You can get in 360-8255. Uh, we're going to go to our next caller, Big Ed. Big Ed's on Hang Up and Listen. He's in Midtown. What's up, Big Ed? Hey, guys. Well, first off, do y'all really believe that this report out is we're definitely not in? Or you think they could have that wrong? First off, before I go into my scenario. Y'all really believe we're totally out? 
I, I believe the report. We had Brett Murphy, the guy reporting it for ESPN, on in the in the first segment. I don't think he'd put it out there if he wasn't confident because he put out okay. other stuff. He put out other stuff where he was like, we're not sure about Memphis. And now he's sure. Well, about you know, it. if I have to think of why that they would not want us, number one, we have to look at the demographics in this city. Okay? Now, I don't want to call them a racist conference because they have black uh, uh Teams that have that have Afro American players, but in this in this area, our uh, our income per capita is way down compared to a lot of other potential schools. Our per capita income's down. I can guarantee we got at least sixty percent Afro American. The income's down. Um, you know, we do have a high crime area. This is one of the top five crime cities in the country. So that could have something to do with it. I don't believe the Liberty Bowl has anything to do with it. The fact that we don't have an on-campus facility, I don't think has anything to do with it. So uh, I think our racial makeup and income of the city, they just don't see us supporting that. Outside of that, uh, we've done all the right things, unless there's something we don't know where somebody pissed somebody off. Now, that could be that could be in there. That we wouldn't know behind the scenes, maybe somebody, whether it was FedEx, maybe they something's been said that we don't know that's turned some people off. Obviously, some people are turned off. And who in the hell knows? But I can tell you this. Um, I think I think the racial makeup and the per capita income is the biggest reason why we're not getting in. So now, guess what, fellas? I will hang up and listen. Hopefully we make another conference. All right. Thank you, Big Ed. I mean, that he does make a point of, I mean, diversity is something that I didn't even mention earlier, but it's also on my list that I also sell at the University of Memphis for, because if you are looking uh, for a diverse university, the University of Memphis, very high up there on diversity, which I think is a very important thing to consider up there with academics. I think we're we're reaching for reasons now. We want to make the Big Twelve seem bad oh, and, and villainous, and so we're reaching for things like, well, they don't want us right. let Memphis in because Memphis is a black city. I don't People, think that comes up. You don't. I mean, no, I don't think that's that comes up in that way. No, but it does come up. Do they? Is there not a? Do you not think they should have in a meeting where like, here's our priorities, here's what we're looking for? Do you wonder, CJ, if they put diversity on that list? Or if it's too low on that list, I mean that's a possibility. Like that's a realistic possibility that they're not uh, factoring in diversity. I don't think so. I don't think that they put that on their list at all. And I think it should be. And maybe it should be, but we're saying that it should be because we're Memphis fans, and Memphis would be the most because, diverse because city it's an, because in, it is an in the conference. To get right. into the conference, I mean that's a that's a that is a, I mean that's a good point. Uh, but we got to nip this in the bud right now. I mean. The caller earlier that mentioned the stadiums, that's not that's not a factor. We know that's not a factor. We had Brett McMurphy from ESPN on earlier. The the factors in play here are, are, are what is understood to be academics and seems to be the Memphis is a little too desperate uh, in the fact that they were willing to share uh, 
partial revenue for a few years. So those are the two reasons that, that ESPN is hearing why Memphis is being let out. Academics, which is all per- perception, perceived academics, and uh, for some reason that they wanted to be a team player, which is just that's a, sets a bad example for the kids, really, when the Big 12 is like, we're not going to let you in because you're willing to share. You're willing to share. Sharing is not good here in the Big 12. We want bullies like Texas. So sorry, we're not going to invite you. You can be available, Kevin, but you can't be too available. That's that's I think that's I think that's 